Welcome to the Anecdotal Affairs of the Wanda Room Nurse. This podcast is meant to give insight into the world of labor and delivery nursing, as well as travel. Join me as I talk about relatable issues via roundtable discussions, single interviews, and personal stories that are meant to inspire and help through raw and real life content. All right, guys, picture this. You are a travel nurse. You're about four or five weeks into your assignment and you're already looking for your next gig. You have your heart set on a list of things, a list of priorities that are individualized to yourself. You put your profile on an app like Vivian. Um, For those who don't know, Vivian is this kind of like, I don't know, uh, uh, travelocity for travel nurses. You put up your profile, you're matched with a bunch of different options and a bunch of different recruiters. But then you put your needs all in one list. I have a need to be closer to home. I have a need to go see something that I've never seen before. I have a need to make this amount of money. I have a need to be this close to an airport. In the world of travel nursing, everyone needs to have their own individual needs list. What is important to me may not be important to you. And better yet, what's important to me in this season may not be important to me in the next season. So what happens And have you ever wondered how promises turn into mirages in the world of travel nursing? These deceptive tactics that are meant and used by some travel nurse recruiters to allure people to their company. I'm not sure. And like I said, urban legend says that recruiters make a buck or two off of the amount of contacts they have. I, I have yet, and I have asked for, uh, travel nurse recruiters to actually interview, um, been turned down. I have reached out to a couple of travel nurse agencies to their marketing departments to see if it would be okay to ask those real and raw questions just out of my own curiosity. But here's what I did. I put it to a test this time. So let me explain to you what happens in my world. Like I said, individualized in my world of travel nursing. So in my world, I start an assignment, get myself acclimated, get myself comfortable. Once I don't have to ask so many questions and I'm, I'm super comfortable where I'm at, then I just start window shopping. So I'm three months in an assignment. The first four weeks, I really have to get myself acclimated to my area, maybe hang out, see a couple of sites, get acclimated to the hospital. There's just a lot of things to do. The next four weeks, it should be window shopping. I'm not making any decisions. I shouldn't be unless it's every checkoff on my individualized checkoff box. If this position comes and meets every one of my criteria, my start date, my stop date, my location, my pay, my hours, my days of the week, my scheduling priorities, my time off, if it meets all of your checkoff boxes, then yeah, it's okay to accept the assignment because that's what you wanted for that season. So if that's the case, no need to go any further, right? But in the real world, you're not meeting all your checkoff boxes. So then it comes to that back to go going back to what I said with the window shopping. That next four weeks is that window shopping where you're just kind of looking around and seeing which position meets up most of it. Again, 
when you're going that far in advance to start looking, you're not going to sign to anything. And and a lot of companies don't want to, um, how can I say, like compromise that whole big length of time and, and assign you or, and, and sometimes the assignments aren't even available for two months out that, you know what I mean? Like by the time that you're looking two months out, you, you may or may not find it depending on the season. So your that's your chance to start looking around and seeing what you want. Maybe you don't know what you want, and this will give you an idea of, uh, you know, getting a location or and your, what your priorities are, and making sure that your budget is okay. Is the money matching for that season? You know, if it's the holidays, is the math mapping? You know, you got to give money back to home. You got presents to buy. Yada yada. So let's talk about the false promises. So. Sometimes you have these recruiters that may try to attract nurses by a high pay, desirable location, flexible schedules. Um, obviously, I'm going to use an example, and it's an example that happened. It's something that I kind of put to the test this time. I just wanted to see how many honest people were out there um, trying to get to a warmer location for the winter. So it's going to be dead of winter after this assignment is done, and I wanted to see what was available. There was a very attractive position. And I talked to a recruiter that I trust very, very much, probably as much as a sister. And um, we looked, put in, applied. Obviously, my start date would be very far out because, again, this assignment that I'm currently on isn't going to end for a while. And um, it was thrown back because of the timing. So then she checks on a weekly basis to see if this assignment opens back up for the start dates in January that I'm looking for, because it's a desirable location in a warmer climate and the money's good and it's just not there. So, um, as I'm looking for that, I'm also window shopping. So here I activate my, uh, profile again on Vivian. Now, let me give you a disclaimer. Sometimes you have to deactivate it because the amount of feedback and the amount of uh, recruiters that contact you can be overwhelming. And it just makes you, sometimes it makes you, it's ad nauseum. So I reactivated, got back on. So here I look and this position, the same particular position, same hospital, same hours, different money for every uh, travel agency, apparently, but all the same. And it's listed like 10 or 12 times. So I call my recruiter because, you know, she's my girl. I'm like, girl, are you not looking for me? Because this, you know, assignment is coming up on other areas. She's like, hmm, that's strange. She goes back to her account manager. The account manager goes and checks with their contact at this particular hospital. No, we haven't posted any needs. Okay. So after about, and I, I kept sending her the screenshot. She's like, send me the screenshot. So I would send her the screenshot. And after about like maybe three of them, I'm like, you know what? Let me give one of these recruiters a holler. It was a company that I had not even, I hadn't expressed no interest in um, before. I'm with a you know, certain amount of companies and certain companies. So let me see if she baits. So I hooked onto her hook. And then I go and she contact, or she doesn't contact and she tries to call me. But that's another thing. You're going to get overwhelmed. Unless, you re- if, unless it's your recruiter, you don't have to contact them. They can text you. So I asked her, I was at work. I said, can you text me, please? Whatever information. So she texts me, it's a desirable position. It's in this location. I said, yes, it meets off a lot of my checkoff boxes. Can you please verify that they have the start date that I'm looking for? Yes, absolutely. We can um, put it in. 
which is one red flag because a lot of recruiters shy away from any start date that is more than two months. They will contact you like a month in or a month before because things change so much, especially for a particular, like applying for a particular position. Like a recruiter is not going to say, Hey, yeah, I'm going to take all your information now and we're going to put, we're going to wait the 30 days before and then submit you because that's not likely. The position is not likely to be there or they may have likely filled it or they may not likely not have the need anymore. You know what I mean? So, um, they'll, you know, she, she kind of baited too. And she was like, oh, yeah, it's a desirable location. I'm, uh, what are your checkoff boxes? Yada, yada. Like I have a friend that says, um, what are your checkoff boxes? Well, I want to be close to an airport. I want to be closer uh, in the warmer climate because it's going to be in, in the cold. Um, and I want a desirable pay. This, this, this position checked off all those checkoff boxes. But. All in all, I was still talking to my recruiter and um, I was texting her and I'm like, you know, this is, could this be a catfish? And she said, you know what? I, I don't know. So I kept going and I kept reaching. She kept reaching out to me the next day. Can I, can you send me your information? Sure. I will submit your profile today. Okay. So she gets all of my information to get ready to submit. And then she says, um, I say, hey, do me a favor. Can you just verify one more time that that position is still available? Because I'm being told by other people that it's not. Now I'm being transparent. I'm being told by other people it's not. And when I got back, I was, hold on, let me check. And 15, 20 minutes. Then I get a text. It's available. This was just posted. Okay. Go ahead and submit me. Not even 10 minutes goes by. Oh, the position closed. Really? So now I'm wondering, did you fabricate this job listing or this false opportunity to try to possibly advertise or get my information? I'm not saying that, you know, they misrepresented any job detail because they didn't. It was all within the job details that other places had. But are they going on other recruiting websites, other travel nurse websites and getting that information and then copying it. I'm not really too sure. I it's catfishing. It's, it's literally, it's a, it's a tactic that is used in this industry. Um, they advertise positions that actually don't exist. They met, some people will rep, misrepresent the job details, the locations or the start dates. They'll illustrate scenarios that nurses are led to believe that what they're applying for, but then on the other end, it's something completely, completely different. Um, it's, it's not good. You know what I mean? And, and we have to fight back because the thing is, is that travel nursing is growing every day. And I, I had an interview with, um, Miss Audrey and we talked about it and she said that every day nurses are contacting them and they have a fear of, one thing or another. And I'm sure there's a lot of urban legends and, and awful stories um, from nurses who have had to go through some of these em emotional manipulations and, you know, just connecting with the wrong recruiters and, and, you know, this dive and bait type scenario, like what world have we come into that we have to catfish in a contract, like, you know, uh, and not online dating. Um, this is my career. And, these are my, my needs and my expectations. You know, I talk about how now in healthcare, we look at a diagnosis and we're not looking at the actual individual. And I'm wondering how many nurse recruiters do the same. Do they look at us as actual individuals 
or are they looking at us as a dollar sign, uh, a way to pay out? Because I've had some rough and tumble nurse recruiters that have called me oh, and told me, oh, you shouldn't be that uh, that set on a location or you shouldn't be that set on a um, on an individualized list. And I tell them, yeah, no, I want to be set on my needs. They're my needs. They're not your needs. It, you know, a recruiter's need is to fill a position. My need is to fill my cup. And that means financially, emotionally, stability, everything. Um, so, I mean, again, that's a, a very partial backstory and something that I've been kind of investigating on the off just because I want to see how quickly it could happen, especially when they see my resume that sees that, that I have 10 years of experience in labor and delivery, 23 years of experience as a nurse. If they're catfishing or trying to catfish me, what are they doing to these newer nurses that do not know? Which is the reason for this podcast? Um, you know, the contractual deception. I, I want to be able to expose and put it to the forefront. Um, consider some ethical impact that this may have. Are there any ethical dilemmas of using these deceptive tactics and recruitment? Won't put out any names, but there was a huge lawsuit back in 2022 with a company, very well-known company that was using these deceptive tactics. Um, again, the, the allegation we'll put it out there was that an, the nurse would sign on under the assumption that she was going to be making X amount of dollars and then through the contract, and it was a very high amount, but again, COVID changed a lot of things. And then through her contract, it decreased by 40%. Now I will say that there are some, there are transparent contracts and you have to really look at the fine print. Um, I was with a contract in the last 90 days that, um, it outlines that there may be a change in rate, but that I would be given an advance notice and an option to leave at that particular moment in time. If that's what I wanted to do, I would be given three days to make a decision, which I thought was fair. If you're giving me a 15 day notice that the rate is going to change and you're giving me three days from the time that that's pretty fair, um, to make that change. Uh, I, so I had never heard of this, you know, that this baiting thing, uh, until, you know, I really started looking at this, you know, and obviously looking at the, the different, the different deceptive tactics in recruitment. Um, I can imagine the emotional roller coaster that this may be for nurses, especially that particular nurse that sued that particular big time company because she lost 40%. I read an article and the article said that she was taking care of her elderly mom paying a mortgage. She was in doing an assignment in Virginia and she lived in Georgia and she was taking care of her elderly mom, putting a son through law school, paying her mortgage, and then having to deal with the housing in Virginia, which is not cheap. And I can't imagine my salary being cut by 40% in the middle of all that. It's, that's pretty emotional. And I can imagine that that particular nurse would leave something like travel nursing that has so many advantages because of that one bad apple that, that was there. And like I said, the, the one thing I will say is as far as protecting yourself, the red flags, what I'm telling you, if you see this position posted a lot, every company has this one particular position. 
if you have a recruiter that you trust, and she probably has it too, I would say that she, you fact check it and see if um, that position actually exists, if it's still open. Because chances are, if it's a hot position, it's a, a you know a mirage. It's a you know the, the the cloud nine, let's say, with the silver lining on your cloud nine. I, I would say that you fact check it before you go in and getting with it, because honestly, you you turn into a database by that time. And you have to make it clear uh, there, therefore, after. So this is what happened. Uh, let me go back. So I, I digress. I go back. Um, this particular recruiter said, oh, this position just closed. And I'm like, wow, damn. Sorry to hear that. She says, well, I have another one in Albuquerque, New Mexico, that's paying X amount of dollars and it's a day shift. Would you be interested in that? Absolutely not. Thank you. I, and you have to be clear and you also have to say the words and have it in writing. I wish not to go any further. And I also um, am against any blind submission. So please, you know, refrain from submitting me for anything. I'm looking otherwise. I'm looking other in all the places. And that's it. That's how you protect yourself. Um it's just deceptive recruiting. And then, you know, there is, re- there is national reporting databases for things like this. You know, this particular big company, they got reported too. You know, anybody can get reported for fraudulent activity. And, and if you think that that's happened to you, it, it, it's probably true. Don't think it, it happened. You know what I mean? You, your spidey senses will always tell you. And I always talk about my spidey senses, but your spidey senses will always tell you good or bad or ugly. Um, I hate to know or hear of people getting out of the travel nurse field because they feel things like unsafe. And and the reason why is because you have the control of that. If you feel that the conditions are unsafe, and I, I hear that, uh, oh, I got out of travel nursing. I, I actually heard this recently. A nurse that I knew that went to the travel nursing and then went back into a staff position because she said it was quote unquote unsafe. But as a new nurse, as an old nurse, it doesn't matter. You have control of that. If you feel that a condition is unsafe, you have a chain of command to go by. And, you know, you sign what you get. You, you get what you sign. If you're signing into something in a remote location where you have no resources, don't come claiming that it's uh, unsafe conditions because you know what you, you have to do the research and look it up. You're not just going to take, OK, I'll take that. OK, I'll take that. That doesn't make sense. And if that's the life that you live, then you get what you get. You know what I mean? It's like going to, uh, uh, you know, going to the store and getting trying to get a Coca-Cola, but instead you buy the, you know, store brand Coke, uh, cola. And if it's not good, then, you know, then what? You get what you pay for. Um, but again, unsafe conditions, you know what to do. Go to your, your chain of command. And if the condition continues or if it's a, a, unsafe condition that they're not taking you out of, that you've alerted everyone and they're not taking you out of, you have the right to leave that assignment. You have the right to call your recruiter and say, hey, this is a situation. These are unsafe conditions. This is not what I signed up for. I'm out. Count me out. That's it. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. And it's completely and legitimately, you you send your emails, you, you have your paper trail, and you send a statement so that nobody can hold you back from any other opportunities. Um, 
research these companies. You know, they, they, like, there's one in particular in Delaware that I found. And she, uh, when I talked to her, she said, yeah, we only recruit in Delaware. We're just a recruiting agency in Delaware. Also found one in Illinois that, that you know, we only uh, do Illinois. So those are the, uh, you know, different than what I'm talking about. I'm talking about these alleged national agencies with these recruiters that call you and they try to bogart you and, you know, again, offer you all these beautiful things and promising uh, positions. And it turns out to be a catfish. I would say that the best thing to do is limit the exposure of the things that you're sending. Um, what I am now moving forward going to do is there are certain, a certain file that I'm going to send uh, basic information. There are some things that are public. So your nursing licenses are public. Anyone can go on nurses and look you up. So that's public information. But when it comes to your driver's license and your social security card, it, recruiters need that in order to build your profile and send it to uh, an employer. I would definitely wait until last minute and I would tell them, I don't feel comfortable. I will give you the last four of my social or, you know, they can verify me that way. But until I actually have something in hand, um, I, I don't want to submit that information um, and, and sh- tell them to show you the policy um, because they have policies for it. Another thing is um, as you're building your profile, I would definitely say I do not accept blind submissions. So please don't blind submit me anywhere. Um, and that's only, like I said, I, I would definitely interview your recruiter. And I think I talked about that on another episode, interview your recruiter, make sure that you're talking to your recruiter, you get to know them or whatever, because then all of this stuff that we've just discussed, you're cutting out 99% of this fat, this catfishing, this, uh, you know, this dirty part of the field that we have to talk about. And like I said, if I'm going to talk about the good part of it, because I have to say this, this venture, this assignment has been awesome. Um, like at Kansas was great. You know, I had its ups and downs and I learned a lot. And then here in Texas, same thing, different healthcare style. I'm learning so much and I'm, I'm becoming a, I feel like I'm becoming a sponge of my environment, learning different cultures and traditions and, and different things that I'm going to be able to use moving forward, no matter where I go. And I'm, I'm blessed. And at the same time, very excited to see what happens next and where I go. Um, but I would definitely, like I said, make yourself a profile and they can copy your profile because if you have a profile on Vivian, now here's the thing. If a recruiter contacts you off of Vivian and they say, hey, can you share your profile with me? You can tell them that they can get the profile off of Vivian. That, that does not include your social security number. It does not include your driver's license. It includes the basic information that they have to submit you. Now, let's discuss the details. You should not be submitting to any assignment that says, we're going to pay you $2,500 a week. Okay, well, what are the details? Well, I can't give you the details. Don't ever submit to something like that. You want all the details to see if it matches. And we talked about this in a previous episode. You want to make sure that everything matches up, that the math is actually mathing. Because you turn around and at the end of the day, you're going to wind up costing more for this assignment than the assignment it's worth itself. Um, and that's it. Like those are just the, the, the last little, last little helpful hints that I have. I just, I think that this is 
such a nasty and disgusting tactic. Um, I think that it takes people away from the, the goodness or the good part of the flexibility that comes with travel nursing. Uh, you know, for someone in, in different demographics and different age groups, it really appeals to them. You know, some people have no kids and have the ability to travel. And some people have older children and have the ability to travel. And let me tell you, at my age and my point in my, my season in my life, I want to see as much as I can see. And this gives me the ability to do that. Not only that, but we're constantly learning. And I feel like going into my master's program, this will take, give me things to take into that program. Um, so I, I hate that these deceptions go on, but we just have to prepare ourselves the same way that you prepare yourself every day. You put a seatbelt on to prevent yourself from getting hurt in an accident, right? You're not going to prevent the accident. You're going to prevent yourself from getting hurt in the accident by wearing your seatbelt. It's like, again, everybody has different higher power, but my higher power, my God, my God tells me there's, there's going to be storms, but I promise you that I'm going to be there with you through the storms. You just have, and I will make you alert. I will give you discernment to get through the storms. The storms will appear, but you're going to get through them. We both are going to get through them together. And I think that people can make a, a real benefit out of becoming a travel nurse. But I think that, again, there's going to be storms. You're going to have to weather through some things and you're going to have to learn from your mistakes because when you learn from it, you know, we already know as a nurse, you learn from it and you don't do it again. Well, I mean, that's it. That's all I have for this episode. Just wanted to talk on that little soapbox. Um, I enjoyed every part of this. Uh, I have some content changes coming up from somebody who's helping me out, uh, giving me some helpful hints. So I, I hope you enjoy the new music changes and selections. I also love the different collaborations and everything that I've heard back. Um, you can watch the episode uh, with uh, Audrey from Trusted Healthcare on youtube they trusted has permission and has posted it a video part of that episode on youtube so uh, you're welcome to watch it there and as always i am so 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 blessed to have this stage to be able to talk to you guys and um more to come all right till next time 